Wendy's two for six dollars lets you mix and match some of our best items, like <gasps> Dave Single with a ten-piece crispy nugs, medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich, spicy chicken with a Dave Single, Dave Single with a strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade. If you're into that, chicken Sam, crispy nugs, crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade, Dave's, Dave's nugs, nugs, Sam, Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's. On the card only, single item at regular price. Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's six o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of... Meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Good morning. Happy Tuesday to you, Steve Sipple. Jake Sorensen, early break, full show ahead. Go ahead and call in Texas, 402-464-5685. Watch and comment on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. The show is sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Good morning, Sip. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. <laughs> You're just fine. What do you think of this crisp weather? It's cold. I think I saw the high today is 44 degrees. Is that right? Oh, man. Let me confirm that real quick. I was dubbed in the weather. I think that's what they said. High today, 45 degrees. It's 24 right now. Oh, wow. Now, we'll get to the 80s this weekend, so don't worry. We'll get some warm weather. All right. All right. This... (laughs) It's not not winter quite yet. Today is going to feel very wintry outside. The high of 45. This round of idle chit-chat is brought to you by someone in the near future. Dr. Pepper. Why not? <laughs> oh, man, those commercials are incredible. Fansville? Fansville. You still like those oh, cheesy commercials, God. Huh? They're not cheesy. They're genius. Fansville commercials are genius. Funny. They're not bad. Inventive. Um, I'd say whoever created those commercials has probably won multiple awards. We could always look that up and see for yeah. sure. I'm sure that's probably... Uh, Public knowledge. The creator of those commercials is probably rolling in money. Well, good for them. Or him or her, right? Yeah. It might not be them. It might be a person. could be multiple people. Right. It could be. Yeah, we've left you, into some you, more items. Usually, it's, usually uh, something like that is not one person's creator. Is that right? Yeah, usually it's, you know. They we, have help. You know better than you me. think one person created that entire concept by themselves. Oh, I don't know. With no marketing meetings at all or advertising. Okay, well, you know that world. I do. Anyway. I do. I know it very well. So I'll defer. I'm to in you. that world. I'll defer to you. Not TV, but radio world. Thank Some you. people are please more. Do de- please do defer to me on that one. I did. Thank you. Some people are more rugged individualists, mm-hmm. and and try to go it on their own. Trent in Norfolk says that High V needs to sponsor Idle Chit Chat. Well, I'll talk to him and say we mention you guys every time we do Idle Chit Chat as a somewhat of a conversation in the checkout aisle yeah. at your store. Checkout aisle, yes. Conversations, Idle Chit Chat. Oh, how about the weather? Yeah. 44 today. You ready for this? <laughs> oh, but it'll be warmer this weekend. See, did you play golf? <laughs> 
Are you a golf? Where are you playing this weekend? It's bye week. Where are you playing? Oh, you play pickleball. Yeah. Oh, Oh, pickleball. I saw some pickleball on ESPN last night. Are you as good as those people? Pickleball. Hello. It looks actually pretty fun. I I bought some pickleball paddles this weekend, actually. I've never played it before. I did. I I said, well, everyone's doing it. Why why can't we do it? You'd be good at it. It's exercise. I mean, come on. You and Elizabeth I play tennis. Yeah. You'd be good at it. Yeah. We're going to try it out. It seems like a, like if it seems like a okay, ooh, this is going to get me in trouble. I'm going to do it anyway. It strikes me as a sport for people who aren't athletic enough to play good tennis, or or too old to play good tennis. Still, yeah. I mean, there's there's some people that are were really good tennis players for a long time, but just can't move like that anymore. Right. That. But but what but I was had, watching, they still have good hand eye coordination. What I was watching on ESPN were young people. You know, like the John McEnroe of pickleball type thing. Yeah. Well, there's some good players out there. I still have yet to play. Uh, four six four five six eight five call or text is always. I wonder if I could beat you in pickleball. No, you couldn't. Well, hold on. Now. You could beat me in golf without me playing with a two iron, including chipping and putting with a two iron. I wonder though. This pickleball thing might pick up some steam with us because it doesn't require well, I've got a lot paddles of paddles. Now I've got paddles and yeah. two balls for it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to paddle you on the pickleball. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. You won't have no chance. I will smack you. You won't have no chance. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You got you got me into bad grammar even over here. You won't have no. chance. Chance. Uh, someone says idle chit chat is becoming one of the best segments on the show. <laughs> That's not a good sign, I don't think. I think it's a bad sign for the rest of the show. <laughs> idle chit chat sponsored by Hyvee, maybe, hopefully. Uh, hey, last night, quickly, the uh, Broncos lost yes. again in prime time. God, they were up. Yeah, they lost though. Nineteen sixteen Chargers win in overtime at home. Broncos now two and four. I'll tell you this. They weren't as embarrassing as they were previous times in prime time. I mean, they didn't play. Still, 16 points is not a lot, but both teams really didn't have a lot going offensively. Russell Wilson's numbers were a lot better. He made better decisions. Still took a couple of, of odd sacks, I thought. Uh, odd choices there. Odd sacks. Yeah, but he, he played much better despite them losing. So if you want to look at a positive, if you're, if you're a Broncos fan, I think you saw a much better rust than you saw the first five weeks of the season. The only problem is you still lost the football game. And you're, you know, thank, thankfully we don't see the Broncos in prime time for a long time now. Weren't they four weren't, out of six weeks in prime time? When I was at Mott Salon, I can nice. quick, there quick Good plug place. for Mott Salon. Denver led ten zero. Yeah, ten zero. Yep. Um, so they blew that lead. Obviously. Yes, yes, they did. Uh, also, more idle chit chat that will g- actually lead us into our discussion. Mm. I fell asleep last night. To Joel Klatt, listening to Joel Klatt that sounds a little creepy. It sounds a little creepy. <laughs> Indeed, it does. <laughs> On TikTok, um, even worse. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why? Come on, let's open the up old, that. The old man's on TikTok. That's not bad. There's a lot on there. You want to hear a, a, sta- a fact real quick? I've Wait. never even been on TikTok ever. Well, you, it's time. I don't have it on my phone. I don't. I don't have it. I don't want it. Joel Klatt does. TikTok breakdowns of college football, and last night he was breaking down Tennessee, mm-hmm. and I fell asleep to him saying this: Tennessee ranks 129th nationally in pass defense. Wow! And they're what, third in the country now. Tennessee ranks 104th nationally in total defense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, just outscore the opponent. You know, we got Hendon Hooker, yeah. who is. By, I don't, I don't oh, believe by, him. Hey, by the way, by the way, per our conversation <laughs> yesterday on the airwaves, oh, I, I had to I did a little up. research yesterday. <laughs> yeah, what what false now? Hendon, odds did you Hooker, come up Hooker with? is not number one. Okay. C.J. Stroud is number one, and right by by the way, right now he's one to one odds to win the Heisman. Like it's his to lose. Yeah. Number two, I forget who it is, but number well, it's not Hendon Hooker. Number three is Hendon Hooker. No, okay. Number five. Is Bryce Young five? Mm. That's ridiculous. Five. That doesn't mean Hendon Hooker's better than Bryce Young, by the way. Right, here, here's what I got. Yeah. Okay. No. So I, rewind. Hooker is number two. Stroud number one at one to one odds. Hooker's five to one odds right now. Blake Corum mm. is third Ooh. at Michigan. Ooh. Ten to one. Caleb Williams at USC. Good, good start for them. They lost to Utah lost, though. though. Yeah. Ten to one. And then and then at fifth. Is your boy Bryce Young been hurt and he won it last year? Yep. So yeah. Anyway, we're gonna get to Brett McMurphy's bull projections now, and in the in the playoffs, the fourteen playoffs, he matches Ohio State and Clemson in one semifinal. Ohio State in a route. Okay, and then Georgia and Tennessee in the other. Good football game. Okay. Um, now. Where's Nebraska? Yeah, Nebraska. So, so go back, flashback to before the Nebraska played against Purdue. We saw the ESPN FPI projections put Nebraska with one more win at four and eight on the season. However, Brett McMurphy, yesterday respected college football reporter, has Nebraska making a bowl game. He has them making the first responders bowl in Dallas against Oregon State, with a six and six record. For Nebraska, which means he believes the Huskers will get three more wins this season out of five more games and get to a bowl game. Now, I was pretty stunned when I saw this because I, I didn't know if anybody was going to predict, you know, after, after that loss to Purdue, yes, it's still possible to make a bowl game, but you're three and four, you got five games left to get three more wins for a team that has some flaws. You know, we all know a lot well, of flaws. Of course, every six and six team has flaws. Absolutely. But this team has a lot of flaws, and they blew their easy wins this season early against Georgia Southern and Northwestern, leading to a one and three start. I'll tell you this right now: if the, if Nebraska gets to the first responder bowl with a six and six record, Mickey Joseph will be Nebraska's next. I agree. Coach. I agree with you. Do I, you? Do you? I know. I do. Do if, you? Yes. I, I'm starting to believe that if if they get to six wins, he's the head coach. He has captured imaginations. He has. <clears throat> You you sign off on that easily. I do, I do. I I believe that if Nebraska gets to a bowl game, six and six, he will be the head coach going forward. And I think that that would be reasonable. Now here's the question. Here's the question. Now I will say this: two more wins, he's fifty fifty. Okay. Two more wins, he's fifty fifty. Tough decision. One more win or zero wins. Probably a no go, but Mickey, you got to keep him on the staff. How about is that threshold that obvious though of this to me of this situation? <laughs> just that's just my threshold. Well, I'm with you. You, you it, seem it, like no, you're with no, me. No, I'm with you on this. If they don't win a, re a game the rest of the season, it's going to be hard for me to sit here and say he should be the head coach. Now, right. understanding again the the deck stacked against him because of what happened this season <clears throat> going in. I mean, they, they can't change the roster mid season. You can make some adjustments to who's starting and who's not. Maybe the way you practice, but you can't change the guys in the roster. So, yeah, if they win 0-1 to one more, it's, it's going to be tough for me to say he should be the guy. Two wins, I'm with you. 50, 50, it probably is 50-50 at 5-7. and seven. But if they get to 6-6, six and six, mm -hmm. 
I, I think you have to keep him. I think he's the guy. That means you probably beat probably beat Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa. Teams you've been having losing streaks to. Do you think to, in that scenario, right? Isn't it right? I mean, you could upset Illinois, I guess, on your home field, but more likely is that in that scenario where you get to six three more wins, you're probably beating Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Iowa in November. Yes. What should be Yeah. We talked about that before the season being a hell month. Right. right? We said right. November is death. It's hell. Those three teams have kind of faded out this year. All right, stop and take a deep breath. Now think about what you're talking about. Think about it. I mean, think about, you just said the best chance for three wins is Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin. Right, I did. And those are all very possible. With Illinois in your schedule still. With Illinois as an also a possibility. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I think the Illinois, I was hoping Illinois would be a night game. It will be at 2.30, 2.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. I was hoping it would be a night game because I think that that is more, you're more, I think you're more likely to get an upset at night. Thoughts? Maybe not. Doesn't really change my opinion at okay. all. Okay. I think that game is, is winnable. I watched Illinois. I it's going to be ugly. Nebraska's going to have to do what they did against Purdue. But it, Illinois scored nine points against Iowa. Okay? Illinois doesn't put up a bunch of points. They don't have that kind of offense. As long as you can keep Chase Brown to a reasonable total. Just don't let Chase Brown come in here and run for what? 300 yards. you got to bring him down. You, know, you can't let him just run away and break tackles and go 80 yards. In the middle of the field, you can. Well, that not, not 80. <laughs> but you can give up some 12s. You don't want mi- to in the middle of the field. You don't want to. Eh, you don't. You don't want to, but you can, as long as you can get him when the field starts shortening up. You know, that's when you got to take care of business. Did the question I asked in my column today on HuskerOnline.com is: Do you think Trev Alberts fully understood the level at which Mickey Joseph would capture fans' imaginations? I don't think that we knew that for sure ourselves. Okay. Like, how how many people going into this when he was named the interim coach were thinking we want him to be the head coach going forward? I just don't think there, he... There were, there were plenty out there. Don't get me wrong. There was a lot of people that said, it's Mickey's job, give him the job, and let's roll. But for those of us like you and me, you know, we, we, you want to see something first. You know, prove to us that you actually are deserving of this full time. Trev is a fiery competitor. It's possible. I want you to ponder this it's possible my god steve it's possible he made mickey the interim head coach simply because it would give nebraska the best chance for success even if that success meant potentially making the ad's job a bit more complicated do you understand what i'm saying i got you there do you understand what i'm saying Mm -hmm. because if he's not inclined to if Trev is not inclined toward Mickey or if there's serious questions in his mind while he's trying to make this decision Trev Alberts the fan base is a buzz about Mickey and if and if they win three more games they're really buzzing the buzz the, the buzz is already significant I was on shows yesterday multiple that was the discussion I mean people are talking about Mickey well, well think about for a second, I mean, when when we were going through our season predictions, we we were close to six and six, seven and five, right? Mm-hmm. With 
with wins against Northwestern and Georgia Southern included in yeah. that. They lost those games. Yeah. So they got to 6-6 six and six with those two games being losses. Great point. It's a hell of a job. Right. Yeah, it's a great point. That we couldn't have seen coming after 1-3. and three. Right. And not only that, I mean, not just take out the pure one-loss record element. You kind of like what you see, right, from Mickey. You like the optic. You see what I'm saying? You like his sideline demeanor. You like the way he gets off the bus. You like the way he leads. You like him in press conferences. He's his likability factor is high. He's not. There's nothing cheesy about Mickey either. He's 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 a dude. He's just really energetic on the sideline. Yeah, not cheesy though. No, I mean we're not talking about PJ Flex. So sorry. Oh, for, there, there was. There it was. There I, it was. Well, the guy is a little cheesy. You'd have to admit, right? He is cheesy. Thank you. But it works for him. Yes. The other thing is, and I want you to humor me, please. We don't. We shouldn't act like we don't know what boxes Alberts wants these guys to check. All you have to do is go back to September 11th and watch the press conference, Frost-firing press conference, where he addressed some of the things he's going to look for. And when you do that, like I did yesterday, you know what you find, Jake? You know what you find? What's that? Mickey checks some boxes. He's checking boxes. What I mean, boxes are we talking about here? Check them with me. I'll, 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 I'll do that. He said, okay, he said he likes head coaches who are culture builders. Okay. Alberts told us September 11th that he likes head coaches who are culture builders. I would say Joseph, in a flash, has excelled in that category. Quickly. Mm -hmm. Has showed us that he can whip a team into shape mentally and emotionally. Right? That's culture. We should, I mean, we should also acknowledge this. Alberts told us on September 11th, listen to this one. Wendy's two for six dollars lets you mix and match some of our best items, like <gasps> Dave Single with a ten-piece crispy nugs, medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich, spicy chicken with a Dave Single, Dave Single with a strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade. If you're into that, chicken Sam, crispy nugs, crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade, Dave's, Dave's nugs, nugs, Sam, Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary in U.S. Wendy's on the card only. Single item at regular price. He told us that he wants authentic leadership. He said this. Is this somebody the players are willing to follow? What do you see? Uh, yeah, they certainly are with Mickey. Box checked. Yep. He told us that he wants authentic leadership. Somebody the players are willing to follow. Okay, he told us, Alberts, told us he likes coaches who are able to identify and relate to the modern student-athlete and all they're going through. What do you think? I think Mickey does that pretty well. Box check, box check, box check. Okay, it's not all of them, though. Because you know what else he said? He wants a coach who's mindful of winning the line of scrimmage. I think Mickey is. He doesn't have the guys right now. And, and, and he doesn't have that background, but who does? Brett Bielema. Who else does? Dave Aranda. I'd say Mark Stoops. I'd say, of, I'd say of those three, none of them are probably coming here. No. 
I mean, I think Stoops would be the best shot. I've heard too much about Aranda's situation to suggest that's not happening. I don't think he's leaving. I've We've covered why we don't think Bielema's coming. I almost said it. You almost pulled a Harvey Perlman. I there. did. I didn't, though. So oh, we want Brett Bielema here. So Mickey checks some boxes. We didn't mean to get into this discussion. We could be talking about the first responder bowl against Oregon State. Which, I would just prefer Oregon State leaves our lives. They're not going to. I don't want to see Oregon State in that bowl. I don't want to have to write oh, a Mike boy. Riley column. I don't want to deal with any of that. Do we have to go back to that? Do we have to revisit that? Please, God, don't match Nebraska against Oregon State in the first responsible. Anybody but Oregon State. Well, at least they make a bowl game. God. I'll take Oregon State if it means Nebraska's in a bowl game with all the storylines. It means you're actually covering a postseason game Good point. to some element. And you say you, you can't be picky when you've missed so many bowl games in a row. You're right. So you will accept Oregon State if that's the case. Mm-hmm. You'll be fine with it. Um, before we get to, we got some calls. Hang on a second. We get we have a text, and I do want to address this because you were you you did say this on the air a lot in the past few months. So I want to clear this up. Some this this is Dexter unnamed says Sip. Can you explain your flipping on Mickey getting the job early on? You made it sound like there you had inside knowledge that there was no chance he gets right. the job. Well, you're changing your tune. Worries me that you're hearing the search is not going the way for Trev. No, no, no. Don't worry about that. I mean, I don't, I don't know that he's a serious candidate, first of all. He's a serious candidate. I mean, obviously, I flipped. Basically flipped. You, did, you have flipped. Because, he put, because Trev put him in that chair, in the interim chair, which I didn't anticipate. That, that alone, I would guess I was wrong. That alone surprised me. I thought that you would put Whipple in that chair because he has prior head coaching experience. Okay. Now we come to find out that Whipple is riding around in a scooter um, before games clearly has some, some foot issues. Um, And maybe he just, maybe there was a, there was medical reason why Whipple wasn't made the interim head coach. Now Trev said, no, it's because Whipple has an offense to worry about. Okay, Chenander, I thought originally would be the guy, but Chenander obviously got, got fired. Yeah, ruled, he was himse- part of the problem. ruled himself out. Now, after that, you could have put, I guess, Sean Becton in that chair, but it goes back to what we, we said a little bit ago. Maybe Trev thought, look, maybe this, maybe this could complicate things down the road, but Mickey's going to give the team the best chance to win. And if it complicates things, well, I'm a strong enough leader to deal with that. It's a good problem to have, too, isn't it? Right. Yeah, good problem it's to have. It's a good problem to have. Especially if you can keep Mickey on the staff. Now, where it gets a little complicated is Mickey's so good. If he wins three, you don't hire him. He doesn't probably st- gone. stay as an associate head coach. He might get snapped up by somebody else. And then what? Then you risk him going to another school. And excelling at a high level, while you're, there's no guarantees for you. And then, where are you if you're Trev Alberts? Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, you're that's right. a scenario that, you don't want. It's, it's it's weird because if, yeah, if you don't hire Mickey, he's probably going to go somewhere if else. If he right? wins three, he's very marketable. 
Yes, that's the thing. If if he if he wins and gets to, to get to five or six wins this season, he's going to be marketable. Not necessarily for a pre- prime power five job, but there could be a job. Well, it could open. be a coordinator at a good at a big job. Well, I wouldn't. That wouldn't be a big issue, would it? Would it? I don't know. It's a head coach job that you'd be concerned about. Yeah. Well, I guess we'd see. But yeah, that that's a situation where you say, well, it's fun for the fans to get to a bowl game, but that that makes it very tough for for Trev if he was going outside of Mickey Joseph. It's going to someone right. else. If he was going outside, maybe Nebraska getting to a bowl makes Trev's job easier. If, again, we just said that start off the show. If if they get to six and six, I think you have to make Mickey the guy, and, and he is the coach. And it's also we have to give voice to this possibility. Maybe Trev saw this all unfolding. I'm going to put Mickey in that chair, and he's going to get him to a bowl. I'm going to name him the coach. I'm going to name him the head coach. I'm just going to give Mickey a chance because this guy's something special. Now, some people are probably on the text line saying, you guys are out of your minds. We have to get a proven, proven power five head coach, to which you would say, well, if he gets Nebraska to a bowl, he's a proven Power five head coach. As Kent points out, I should have brought this up earlier. I mean, Mickey was hired as an associate head coach from LSU at Nebraska. He's receivers coach slash associate head coach. Titles tend to mean nothing. Well, maybe he's put him in line to be the the, interim coach. That was Scott Frost who hired him, which is another layer of interest in this conversation. Scott Frost perhaps hired his successor. Trev Alberts didn't hire. I'm going to make something very clear here. Trev Alberts didn't hire Mickey Joseph. Trev Alberts didn't hire Mark Whipple. Trev Alberts didn't hire Donovan Rayola. Trev Alberts didn't hire Bill Bush. Didn't elevate Bill Bush. Frost may have hired his successor. Maybe we could, we could thank him if it works out. Then thanks, Frosty. Appreciate that. Texter. Six wins and Mickey gets the job. If that happens, that is not a good sign because it means we couldn't find a good coach. Mm. Look at the situation, though, Dexter. That means that Mickey went five and three in his eight games as coach. It's pretty damn with a team we all agree is not all that talented. With a team that had lost to Northwestern and Georgia Southern. Yeah, you're you're thinking very reasonably right now. Like you you do that. You can't forget. (laughs) You can't forget. He took over a one. I mean, I guess they're one and two, and he got hired. And the Oklahoma game was just tough. So he he did lose his first game. He's two and two right now. Yes, Mickey. He is two and two. But after the bye, they had a bye week after Oklahoma, and that's kind of when you start to really see what is Mickey's team. Mm-hmm. You know, Oklahoma was just let's yeah. see what we have, yeah. and now, now he's another bye week ahead for for Nebraska. Now, what can you do these last five weeks after this game? The Illinois game is big, 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 big. In this, if discussion. they beat Illinois, hello, hello, then it, they beat Minnesota possibly. I'm gonna tell you something. That's not a big if. It's not a big if. But 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 you said this the other day, which you're right. I mean, let, let's say in that hypothetical, Nebraska beats Illinois, they beat Minnesota, but then Michigan, you go to, on the road, and you you were right. If they get way late at Michigan, it could be that could turn into another loss after that. I or know. Two. You have Wisconsin, Iowa, which are beatable teams, but <clears throat> can you let? Will that game resonate so much it beats you twice or that, three that, times? Well, you know what comes. You know what. You know what. Who handles that? The head coach. Yeah. Can you keep it on the rails if you get beat badly by Michigan? Right. That's where the head coach and leadership has have to come in, okay? Oh, Ann Arbor is a big concern. Don't think about it right now if you're in Nebraska. Don't think about that trip. You got Illinois ahead of you. You got Minnesota ahead of you. You don't need to think about Ann Arbor at all. We can think about Ann Arbor because we're playing the big picture game. They don't. The good news is they don't have to think about Ann Arbor. 
If I were Mickey, I'd be thinking about it a little bit as the head coach in how to keep my guys healthy, how to keep them, I don't know. you got to think about line play. I mean, I'm going to keep saying it. Michigan, Michigan, Michigan rush for 418 against Penn State. Penn State hadn't given up 400 yards rushing in five games. On Saturday, Penn State gave up 418 in one game. They hadn't, that's, a, that's a stat for Penn me. State hadn't given up 400 yards rushing in five games. Total. 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 On Saturday, Michigan's big, ornery offensive line and a, and a Heisman Trophy candidate, Blake Corum, got him for 418. Donovan Edwards was a big in that, too. Donovan Edwards can run. Mm-hmm. Michigan is a bear. Michigan, Ohio State will be epic. Should be a good game. You know what Jim's doing? I'm calling him Jim now. Was that right? You're the first day basis there with Jim. <laughs> you, are you that, texting with Jim? He's getting that running game cranked up because then it keeps that all, offense off the field. Ohio State's offense. Yeah, well, they, that's what they did last year in the, in the win. They just kept up. running all over Ohio State. Yeah, he's going to be over there. He's going to be. Jim's going to be on the sideline flexing. <laughs> <laughs> the old man's flex <laughs> beating his chest yeah. all right I, th- I think we got a couple calls let's yeah see. we better I, do I don't this know. Uh, if you can hear us you're an early break go ahead who do we have nobody nobody all right <laughs> dial tone oh well we got went a little long yeah made him hang out for 10 minutes or yeah so. we've done that two times well we get on a we, we get on a topic we get on the heater and yeah. it's just hard to stop yeah yeah, when we get on a heater, it's hard to stop. <laughs> You're like Nolan Ryan. You see Nolan Ryan throw out the first pitch this year? I, I saw t- – this was on TikTok. Don't gas still? This was on TikTok. Um, it may have been three years oh, ago. Boy. You know, you never know on TikTok. But, yeah, old old, old Nolan Ryan threw out a first pitch and did it like a high kick. And threw it – I think he threw it 67. Wow, there we go. Oh, he's like in his 60s. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. It's impressive. Uh, T. Farley's on the text line. Terrell. Oh, that's awesome. He says, "Come on, you know you. We all know why Mickey came here. Oh, to be the HC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I like that. I like. I, you know what? I like hearing from T. Farley too. I like him. I like the picture of one of the best Nebraska defenders ever. I'm patronizing a little bit here, but the being up." And Adam, listen to our show. Yeah, thanks, Chime T. Farley. Thank you, T. Farley. Uh, let's see. I, I hope our younger listeners understand who we're talking about. Yeah, Terrell Farley. If you don't know his name, look him, look him up. Just YouTube that. YouTube that. He was pretty damn good. Oh, God. I think he'd be playing two ways on this team. I think I'd make him try to play running back. Uh, Curtis says this. If Mickey is not marketable as a Power 5 head coach, how can he be marketable here as the head coach then? What's that mean? Well, we said that if he were get to get to five or six wins but does not get named the head coach here, he's probably not going to be going somewhere else to be a power five head coach, right? Ooh. So they're saying, well, if he's not marketable, why should he be oh, the my, head coach here my, then? When my got caught. That's a pretty good text, No, no, Curtis. I'm saying, but I think if you go back and listen to the tape, I said a prime power five job. Now, I'm not saying like Colorado, a team like Colorado, a team like Oregon State, a team like – Cal, I'm just talking prime Power Five. I hope that's what I said, because that's what I mean. Yeah, there's Power Five jobs. It would probably be he would probably be, he's moving in that 
like his agent's probably thinking, okay, well, we need to start getting ready. If this Nebraska thing doesn't happen, there might be something else that could happen. Uh, but it, I don't think it would be – come on, help me with a prom, more of a prime job. Like some, if Michigan State made a move on Tucker and paid him $95 million. They're not going to hire Mickey Joseph up there. No. 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 That's what I mean. He doesn't have a resume. The right. resume as a head coach Ooh. is not big enough. See, though? See? You just got caught. I did get caught. Well, Mel Tucker, Mel Tucker had been a coach for exactly one season when Michigan State hired him, to be fair. Mm, two, I think. One. Okay, we'll have to look he was that at up. He was at Colorado for one I thought season. He was at two. Really, just one? I thought it was one season. Okay, yeah. well, we'll look that he up. He went five and seven, and they, they hired him. Okay, see? One season, Mel Tucker. Okay, well, there you go. It worked out for the you know second year for him. First year, not good. Second year, good. Third year, not good so far for Mel Tucker. Right. Coming off a win, though. Yes, a nice win against Wisconsin. Yeah, did you get caught a little bit there? Maybe. But he had a full season as a head coach. Mm-hmm. Not an interim. He was the guy. Here's the bottom line to, to wrap up this conversation. Mickey has captured a lot of Nebraska fans' imaginations. They like – I like – I'm not going to lie. I like the fact he played quarterback at Nebraska. I like the connection he has to a lot of former players. I like the family – Part of it. Oh boy, that that'll trigger some people. But he actually embraces it, though. What yeah. about Sir Scott? Actually, embraced the former yeah. coach or the former players, though. Yeah, Mickey, Mickey em- does. Mickey embraces it. He's also realistic about the the political complications that it can create, but he handles it. Um, and and I um I like that part. I do like that part of it. The younger now, the younger people will protect him and say, "Why does that matter?" Well, it matters to some people. It matters to me. I like the family aspect of it. He's in, he's he's he played he played in the program. He has an affinity. He's up there watching film with Tom Osborne. I mean, Tom Osborne was with, was with Mickey watching film uh, going into I think two weeks ago. I like that picture. It's a good picture. It's a great picture. More next on early break in the ticket. Wendy's two for six dollars lets you mix and match some of our best items, like <gasps> Dave single with a ten-piece crispy nugs, medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich, spicy chicken with a Dave single, Dave single with a strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade. If you're into that, chicken Sam, crispy nugs, crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade, Dave's, Dave's nugs, nugs, Sam, Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's on the card only. Single item at regular price.